0: Happy Monday to you all. This is Locked on Cougars. You're wondering, why Why is it called Locked on Cougars? Well, I'm Jay Catch. I am the host of the podcast. We have renamed the show. It is going to be Locked on Cougars from here on out. So thank you for downloading what used to be Locked on BYU, but now is known as Locked on Cougars. And it should be the same great show, just with a new branding title, and it should be a lot of fun. So thank you for taking the time to download the podcast and joining me here on this Monday. Hopefully you guys all had a good weekend. Recapping BYU's win over number 6 Wisconsin Saturday, the upset of the season so far, according to most of the national pundits that I read over the weekend. Stuart Mandel was very effusive in his praise for BYU. So was David Pollack. Uh, John Wilner also gave BYU some props. So a lot of national pundits weighing in, and BYU earned a lot of respect over the weekend. Thanks so much for downloading the podcast today. BYU with that win. Number 25 in the country. So we are doing a podcast on a ranked team, people. First time BYU has been ranked since 2015, Tanner Mangum's freshman season, when of course we had those two Hail Mary throws to beat Nebraska and Boise State. BYU got as high as 19th in the polls in 2015 before finishing finishing the season outside the polls. It's been four years since they re-entered them, and they re-enter him at number 25 in the newest AP poll released yesterday. All right, so we'll be breaking it down for you. We'll get some of the comments from Kalani Sitake's post-game comments after the game on Saturday coming up here. I also had a chance to go back and re-watch the game. That was a lot of fun. That was a fun bunch of plays to watch in terms of just the film I thought the offensive line played absolutely phenomenal for BYU. So we'll recap that. I noticed a few guys, well, probably more than a few that stood out after I rewatched the game that I would do want to give you guys some of the heads up on that you guys may be able to look for going forward. But what a win. I think I, with the podcast on Saturday, I was a little understated in my tone about how big of a win this was for BYU. Um, I didn't want to overreact to the win too much. I didn't want to make too many grandiose statements. But after reading about this, doing some research on how big of a win this is, this is the first road win for BYU over a top 10 team since they beat number 3 Pitt in the opening game of the 1984 season. Well, of course, 1984 is when BYU won their national championship. So this was a monumental task. And I think I, I didn't react as well as I should have in the immediate aftermath after that game. So my apologies if you guys felt I was understated in my praise for BYU. Hopefully I did it some justice on Saturday with that special recap, but it was a massive, massive win. Alright, spending too much time here, let's let's break down the show for you, let you know what you're going to hear about today. All three segments are going to be a recap of what I learned on film, and also some of the comments from Kalani Sitake to back up what I'm talking about here. This first segment we're Going to talk about some of the players I thought stood out after re-watching the game and get Coach Satake's thoughts on those players as well. Second segment, we'll be picking up where we kind of left off on Saturday, how significant this win was. And then in the third segment, we'll finish up with whatever we don't get to in the first two segments. So there you go, kind of laying it down for you. But like I said, I, I don't think I reacted enough to how big of a win this was for BYU. I said that it was a top 10 for sure all-time win. It's definitely inside the top five now that I really think about it for BYU. I mentioned first road win over a top 10 ranked team since the season opener in 1984 for BYU. Just an absolutely massive result for Kalani Satake and his team. So congratulations to them. Hats off to them. The crowd, it looked like there was... Welcoming the team home at the Provo Airport was a lot of fun. You could tell the players and coaches really appreciated what the fans did for them by showing up and supporting them in the aftermath of that win. It was a, it was a great night, all in all, and BYU deserves to be praised. Ranked number 25 in the country now looking like when BYU goes to Seattle to face Washington in two weeks, it'll be a top 25 showdown between the two teams. Washington, of course, beat Utah 21-7 to on Saturday night, so they should move, well, they remained inside the top 10, so congratulations to the Huskies, and now BYU being ranked, barring a catastrophic loss against McNeese State next week, BYU should go to Seattle a week from now as a top 25 ranked team. A top 25 matchup was something I completely did not envision for this team, but I'm very excited for it. Alright, let's break into the film here for a minute. I, I talked about the fact that the guys I saw I saw on film stood out. There were some that stood out even more after I rewatched the film, and one of them was Sione Takitaki. He was a man amongst boys on this in this game. This will be a game that he shows NFL scouts on his highlight reel for NFL teams because he was so good in this game. Leading the Cougars in tackles, making tackles for loss. Nearly unblockable in points of this game, um, he was slowed up by some cramping or some injury late in that game. It looked like it was a cramp in his calf that mainly did him in, but he came back to play the entire rest of the game. Absolute warrior mentality. Hats off to Sione Taki. Two of his running mates in the defensive, well, in that defensive secondary and that linebacking core. I thought Zane Anderson showed fantastically well for BYU after re-watching the film. He didn't pop out to me when I was watching the game originally, but I really feel like he had a very strong game. He's not the biggest guy, but he was able to use his speed and his athleticism to get off blocks and to make tackles. And that's all you can really ask for from a guy like Zane Anderson, especially in a game like this. The third guy I wanted to mention that stood out on film to me, he popped a couple of times during the game. But after re-watching the film, I was really, really impressed was Isaiah Kafusi. Butch Pau was unable to go in this game. You'll hear Kalani Satake here in a minute talk about Pau and what they had to do to get these guys ready. But I thought Isaiah Kafusi had his breakout performance for BYU in this game. And then you're going to holler at me, hey, well, what about his interception against Cal? I get that. That was a massive play against Cal, absolutely. But I felt like Isaiah Kafusi really earned himself playing time going forward in a big way with this performance against Wisconsin. He was strong on the edge. He helped Klon- He helped uh, Sione Takitaki, excuse me. Uh, Seal that edge, also helping Zane Anderson. That three linebacking unit right there, those three linebackers playing together, I thought was BYU's best unit on the, field, on the field on Saturday night, and they benefited from it. So here you go. Here's Kalani Sitake asked about the linebacking core and their play in the Wisconsin win.
1: Oh, yeah, and then, you know, Sione Takitaki and Zane Anderson did a great job, and Isaiah Kafusi came in and rotated a little bit. It's a physical game. I mean, even though the play numbers aren't really that big, there's just a bunch of beef pushing you around, you know what I mean? And and, uh, so it's taxing on you, and we keep guys fresh. We use Adam Pulsifer, Brett Sandlin. You know, Isaiah Kafusi and Ricks Powell, we used those guys off. So um, last year, we just kind of s- tried to stick with the guys in there. And uh, Butch, unfortunately, couldn't go, you know. And, and uh, we kind of knew that ahead of time, probably around Tuesday or Wednesday. So we started preparing the other young guys ready to, to, to play in this game. And I thought they, they did some good things. They are sound tacklers, you know. Um, we got a little exhausted a little bit on some long drives. But, man, the guys played hard, and I was really proud of them. And we had to use a bunch of them.
0: There you go, Kalani Sitake, and you can tell he was proud of his guys, and I think the three guys we just mentioned, Sione Taki, Taki Zane Anderson, and Isaiah Kafusi, as well as the other guys, Riggs Powell, Adam Pulsifer, they all played well, but those three that I mentioned in my assessment were the best three on the field. Butch Pauu, hopefully he's able to get back healthy. I would actually hold him out of this McNeese State game because you don't necessarily need him. Get him healthy for Washington if at all possible, and we'll see how that goes for him. It's unfortunate that he's, as a senior, he's dealing with injury concerns again after an injury-plagued junior season really hurt him a year ago. Of course, the linebacking core can't function without a good defensive line. Kalani Sitake had one of his more lighthearted comments in the aftermath of the win with his talk about the defensive line. So we'll play that comment here, and then we'll come back and talk about some of the guys I thought stood out on film.
1: There's everybody on the D-line that weighs over 280, basically. You know, they... Yeah, we had um, we had. I mean, just looking at the roster with all our D linemen, they all played. So, um, you know, we I, I guess I have to go over the roster, but we used we used a lot of D line and kept them fresh and try to keep them in there. And I thought Corbin, Corbin, let's look at Corbin right now. He he's a different person than he was last year. You know what I mean? He's bigger, he's stronger. That helped out. But we had a lot of guys, a lot of freshmen contributing this win too on both sides of the ball and on special teams.
0: There you go, Kalani Satake. Any guy over 280 pounds was playing. And it's true. Austin Chambers, a converted offensive lineman, saw action and, and quite a bit of it actually in this game. BYU went with three and four defensive tackles on the field at a time in multiple instances. It was a it was a clinic. This was a similar formation to what we saw when BYU lined up against LSU a year ago, but BYU played differently. Some guys that stood out to me. I thought Corbin Kafusi, similar to what I made a comment about Sione Taki, this Wisconsin film, Corbin Kafusi will send to NFL scouts and say, watch me do this against three preseason All-American offensive linemen. I thought Corbin Kafusi had one of his best games in a BYU uniform. I thought he was absolutely stellar. Getting off blocks, making plays in the backfield, just sealing the, sealing the edge at times when he needed to. I really enjoyed what he did. This is going to be something... Something he's going to use to his advantage at the next level. I thought Meti was underrated in his performance for BYU. He's a true run stuffer and he held up Wisconsin's defensive line to help the linebacking core have a lot of success. So hats off to Meti And then one other guy before we take a break here. Bracken Elbakri played a lot of snaps in this game, but what impressed me the most was on the final offensive play for Wisconsin before they kicked the field goal that Rafael Gagliannone missed. He went at Trent Edwards, who is a preseason All-American right tackle for Wisconsin, and absolutely leveled him. Shoved Edwards right onto his rear end. To do that after playing such a hard nosed, gritty game, Hats off to you, Brackenell Bakery That was an impressive play. You guys can go back and watch that on film. He absolutely just punked Edwards and sent him right on to his rear end. It was an impressive play after a long, hard-fought game. So hats off to those three gentlemen as well as the rest of the defensive line. They were very impressive. Alright, we've gone too long in this first segment so we'll take a break here. We'll come back, talk about some of the other guys that stood out to me on film and also get some sound from Kalani Satake as well. Reminding you guys though, that it is Locked On Fantasy Football season and the Fantasy Football Network here in the Locked On Podcast Network is here to help you win your league. Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 gives you all the latest news, waiver suggestions, and injuries news that you need to know about. And Locked On Fantasy Football is now the Locked On Fantasy Football with experts with amazing guests every day, including Tom Kessenich, Eric Edholm, Jeff Ratliff, and Tyler Lochner. Check out both of those podcasts. They'll help you win your fantasy football league. More coming up next. This is Locked On Cougars want to take a minute here guys and talk to you of course about my bookie I have a lot of people ask me each week about teams to bet on when they're trying to make some money the truth of the matter is I don't know who's gonna win games but if you think you know who's gonna win you should check out my bookie remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with that's why I would recommend to you guys to bet with my bookie trust me guys they are your best bet to win money this season the guys in my bookie have been in business for years they've got great reviews online and their mobile site is easy to use, which makes all the difference. They have live in-game betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and their most rewarding player perks in the business. That's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to MyBookie. If you win, they pay. MyBookie's been slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible, so if you're willing to deposit your money after 7pm Eastern Time, they'll give you an additional $25 of free play on deposits over $100. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit it dollar for dollar. Use promo code on college to activate this offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use the promo code oncollege when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free money to play with. And if you're willing to hold out until after 7 PM Eastern time, you can get an extra $25 of free money by using the promo code oncollege 25. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner and take that extra money. You play. You win. You get paid. That's my bookie. Guys, if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you're a sports fan. And of course, if you want to go out and enjoy your team, of course, you want a great deal. I want to talk to you about Vivid Seats for a minute where you can attend concert shows or sporting events at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code to this podcast for $20 off orders of 200 Dollars or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store on iTunes or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off that order of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed up by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater tickets and more, Vivid Seats has it all for you. Download that app, enter the free promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event today. Welcome back. This is Locked On Cougars. I am your host, Jay Catch, here on the podcast, covering all things BYU for you. Thank you so much for joining us. New branding for the show, but we're the same great BYU centric podcast that you've known to come and love over roughly the last month or so. Thank you so much once again for downloading us. It's a blast to bring the show to you. In the first segment, we talked about the defensive line and linebacking core and how they performed against Wisconsin to hold the Badgers to 21 points. Truly a heroic effort on that side of the ball. I did want to take a minute here and praise the offensive line and Squally Canada He had two big runs when BYU really needed it that set up scores for the Cougars. And each one of those runs, I rewatched the film on these runs. You can ask my wife if you really want to. She was wondering what I was doing. I kept rewinding the film. Watching the 46-yard run in the first half for Squally Canada and then that 44-yard run in the second half, re-watching them multiple times just to kind of look at this, and I was truly, truly impressed with what the offensive line did on those two plays in particular. Of course, Squally had a great day all in all, 11 carries, 118 yards, averaging over 10 yards per carry, two touchdowns, hats off to him. But on the first run, Brady Christensen and Marone Laulu Pututau completely washed down the, B- the Wisconsin defensive line, down the line. Uh, They had a chance when Saliapaga, by the way, Keanu Saliapaga, is going to be BYU's left guard for the foreseeable future. He gave up a sack early that Tanner Mangum took early on in this game. But after that, he played nearly as well as you could expect for a guy who just switched over from the defensive line a month ago. He was very impressive. He he pulled on that play, kicked out the linebacker, and Squally Canada just runs right up the seam that that was created by those three players. The linebacker that James Empey, who had also pulled, was supposed to get got himself out of position. Empey got a hand on him, gets just enough of him, and Squally is off to the races. A Safety dives at his feet in vain to try and tackle him, and Squally ends up on the ground 46 yards later. After that play, and in the second half, the 44 yard run for BYU when Squally Canada broke free, he wasn't touched for 30 yards. It was quite possibly the best blocking the BYU offensive line had yesterday. Truly a masterstroke. Austin Hoyt and Tristan Hodge just completely manhandled the left side of Wisconsin's defensive line. The linebacker got himself out of position, vacated it, overran his his gap assignment. And Squally Canada just ran behind that wall. The Hoyt and Hodge combo on that play picked up four or five guys that walled it off. Squally Canada made it at least 30 yards downfield before a safety or cornerback, whoever tackled him, touched him. Just an absolutely phenomenal block. I know I sound like Hans Olsen. Hans is a dear friend of mine. We love offensive line play, but those two plays were absolutely phenomenal. I also can't uh, talk about the run game and not give massive credit to both Aleva Hefo and Dylan Cawley. Their work on the jet sweeps for BYU. And also, um, who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting... Uh, Riley Burt as well, number 34, Riley Burt. Those three gentlemen deserve a lot of credit as well. The fly sweeps were a master stroke in this game. They completely fooled Wisconsin early in the game, and they went back to it throughout the game to great effect. So those three gentlemen all deserve credit along with Squally Canada and the BYU offensive line. This was the BYU offensive line we saw against Arizona. Truly, truly an impressive performance by all those gentlemen. Here is Kalani Sitake in the post game talking about the running game and what he took away from it.
1: We made a conscious decision to spread the run out a little bit more, right? And Squally was hitting some runs because we were doing a lot of good things with the, with the, the jet sweep. You know, we, we mixed it up and it was there at times and not there at times, but we had to keep the defense honest. Uh, and once we did that, uh, Squally was able to pop, pop some big ones. I, I don't know what he got, but. Yeah, um, maybe we should have given quality a little bit more. But um, I just like the fact that we spread it out and everybody had a hand in, in the run game. We have to make them all defend everybody, and, and that means that the, the jet is a big part of what we do.
0: There you go, Kalani Sitake. said they wanted to stretch the run game wider to force Wisconsin to chase, and it worked great. You, you can't argue with that. Hats off to Jeff Grimes and his offensive staff for seeing that on film, and they used it, and they used it well. Well-deserved win, all in all. Like I said on the Saturday podcast, the special recap edition, you'd have to be the most dyed-in-the-wool BYU hater to have any problem with what BYU did in this game. Wisconsin fans I saw were effusive in their praise for BYU. They went to Madison and beat Wisconsin at their own game. And I want to take you guys back to what Norm Chow said a week ago. Norm Chow said BYU needed to go into Madison Play Wisconsin at their own game and beat him at their own game. Take advantage of your limited reps. BYU didn't have a ton of plays in this game, but they did make the most of them like Norm Chow suggested. He said that they needed to get points on every drive. Okay, that was a little bit of a, you can't get points on every drive. Stuff's going to go wrong. It's just how it goes in football. But what Norm Chow said rings completely true. BYU went to Madison, played Wisconsin at their own game, beat them at their own game. You guys should listen to Norm Chow each and every Monday and Friday morning with David James and Patrick Kinahan on the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City. 97.5 FM, 1280 AM. Norm is a legend. He has been around the game forever, and he knows what he's talking about. Listen to him. Get smarter. You're going to understand football more. I recommend it. Check out the show. And I'm not saying that just because I produce it. It was because exactly what Norm Chow said came true for BYU in this game. Down to the letter almost. Hats off to Norm Chow for for laying it out there. But double hats off for Kalani Satake and his team to go out and do exactly that. So hats off to them wanted to spend a minute here talking about the wide receiving core. Of course, we didn't see three guys that have been a staple for BYU early this season. No, uh, Neil Pau, who apparently it sounded like was injured, according to tweets from the media on site. Micah Simon did not play. I don't know what his status was. And also Akile Davis at wide receiver. I saw Davis play some on punt teams, special teams duty, but they did not see action at wide receiver. It opened up opportunities for two guys that I felt like are going to be set up to have success down the road. Both freshmen, Dax Milne, who earned that critical P.I. call late in the game that helped BYU set up their touchdown to tie the game before they took the lead back. Massive, massive play. Dax Milne is a walk-on who is going to be on scholarship soon. Fantastic player. And also Gunnar Romney, of course, the most... The crown jewel of BYU's recruit, BYU's recruiting class this past February. Slowed up by a hamstring injury early on in training camp. He is coming along. He has all of the tools to be a number one wide receiver at BYU. He played extremely well in this game. He wasn't afraid to block downfield. He made himself open a couple of times that got Tanner Mangum a chance to throw him the ball I'm telling you, Gunnar Romney and Dax Millen are going to be two names that BYU fans should get used to. They are both fantastic players, and the best part is both of them true freshmen. They are set up, barring injury or anything else, hitting them in the future, they are set up to be stalwarts for BYU at the wide receiver position. We'll see how it goes with Neil Pau, Micah Simon, and also Akile Davis. I think all three of them are talented players, but it is going to be interesting to see what the rotation is now that Gunnar Romney and Dax Milne proved that they can play against the best. They did this against the number six team in the country. Hats off to those two freshmen. They were not afraid of the moment. They stepped up and they played extremely well. All right, that's most of the notes I had on guys that I was really impressed with. Um, Aleva Hifo, I think, is completely one of the most dynamic players that BYU has had. He has been criminally underused in his time at BYU. I'm glad the staff saw what he could do and he is being used now. So I am excited to see him do his work. He's an absolute terror to cover in space. That's why they use him on these jet sweeps, the fly sweeps. That's why I also use him in the slot and even outside. I think he's absolutely awesome. So that's kind of the last note I wanted to mention that I hadn't covered here, but hats off to BYU. Top 5, in my opinion, a top 3 win for BYU in their program history. First win over a top 10 team on the road since 1984. Just an absolutely phenomenal accomplishment for Kalani Satake. Takes a lot of heat off of him. And for their trouble, they get a top 25 ranking for the first time in four years awesome. Lots of fun. All right, we'll take a time out here. We'll come back get to some quick hits, some of the news and notes from over the weekend with the other teams in Provo for you. That's all coming up right here on Locked On Cougars. But real quick reminding you, the Locked On College Network is expanding here on the Locked On Podcast Network. They recently added Locked On Wolverines, Locked On Buckeyes, and the Locked On Seminoles Podcast. Of course, already covering the Ducks, Nittany Lions, Bears, Crimson Tide, Wildcats, Razorbacks, Volunteers, and also what you're listening to right here with the BYU Cougars. Thank you so much, real quick, for downloading it. As always, find your favorite college show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, or Spotify. Quick hits next. This is Locked on Cougars.
1: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months,
0: I know I've talked to you guys about FanDuel in the past. Of course, they're the daily fantasy sports leader. I want to talk to you guys for a minute longer about them and some of the new things they're bringing to their network this season to help you win some money. Let's talk about Gridiron Pick'em for a minute. Users get to choose winning teams for all Sunday NFL games. No spreads. Pick winners. That's it. There's a ten thousand dollar prize to be split amongst all the top pickers each week. Unlike Survivor Mode, the prizing is not season long, so you can choose to jump in anytime you want and win some money. Also, if you have friends that want to play with you, FanDuel has made it much more easy to play with your friends. They have completely reworked the friends capabilities to include easier ways to invite people to play, a more accessible way to start a head-to-head matchup, and also better product integration so you can track how you're doing overall. Finally, I want to talk to you guys about Beat the Score. It's a brand new contest type where instead of having to come in a top place amongst a sea of competitors, all you got to do is beat a preset score and you win easy to do. Check that out. Should be a fun contest to play with. What I want you guys to do is come over and join me on FanDuel. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on and come play with me. Plus new users will get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me and everyone else at fanduel.com with the promo code locked on. Welcome back. This is Locked on Cougars. Thank you for downloading the podcast. I am Jay Catch, your host here on the newly branded Locked on Cougars podcast. No longer known as Locked on BYU. Be Locked on Cougars going forward, but the same great product. So thank you for taking the time to download us. It's been a blast to bring this recap edition to you. Looking back on the big win for BYU over Wisconsin. And man, boy does it feel different about this BYU team after a week. They lose to Cal. A lot of people down in the dumps thinking this is 2017 all over again. What a win does when you go on the road and beat the number six team in the country, right? There you go. All right, uh, this is quick hit. Some of the news we need to hit on before we get out of here with the other teams at BYU. We'll start off with the top ranked BYU women's volleyball team. They're defending that number one t- number one crown quite well. They went on the road Saturday and swept Weber State to complete a, a two well two game sweep this past week. They beat Utah on Thursday night and they swept sweep Weber State Saturday, 25-18, 25-18, 25-16. Real quick, solid match for the women's volleyball team. They are now 10-0 on the season. They will be back in action later this week. They start West Coast Conference play facing Pacific at the Smith Fieldhouse September 20th at 7 p.m. That's this Thursday. Check it out. It'll be televised live on BYU TV if you can't get out to the match, but I would encourage you to do that. This team is absolutely phenomenal. The BYU women's soccer team, added to the misery for Wisconsin teams over the weekend. They were in Milwaukee to face off against Marquette. Had some issues on Friday night with a regularly scheduled game. No matter, they rescheduled it for Saturday and rolled to a 3-0 win over Marquette on Saturday afternoon. Uh, big win for BYU, now 4-2-1 and on the season. Jennifer Rockwood looking like her team is bouncing back. They're going to be actually in action tonight as they host Long Beach State at 5.30pm Mountain Time. It'll be broadcast on BYU Radio. It'll also be streamed on BYUtv.org and the BYU TV app, so check that out. This team is really bouncing back in a big way, it feels like. Jennifer Rockwood, they had a down year a year ago, similar to this BYU football program we've been talking about, bouncing back in a big way, so here's hoping they can take down the 49ers tonight, the Long Beach State 49ers, and pick up a big win at their home field there at Southfield. Go out and enjoy that game. Should be fantastic weather. Finally, uh, of course, with the fires going on in Utah Valley, the BYU men's and women's cross-country teams were unable to host their Autumn Classic match on Saturday. They moved it to Logan. They ran it at um, Innovation Park Course in Logan. But no matter, BYU travels the two and a half hours north, swept both the men's and women's side of things. They actually finished with perfect scores of 15. Uh, They beat the other teams at the match, including Utah State, Santa Clara, Weber State, Dixie State, and Westminster. Uh, Pretty much it was a local field, but to get a perfect score, is not easy to do. So hats off to Ed stone and his coaching staff. The men's and women's teams looking very strong to start the season. Of course, the men's team is considered a top contender this year for the national title crown. After a rough season a year ago, I believe they're ranked number two in the country still. Uh, women's team, I believe, ranked in the top twenty. Sixteen, I believe, last time I saw. So hopefully after these wins, they move up in the national rankings. Granted, the BYU men's team can't go much further. All right, there you go. That's the podcast for today. We will be back tomorrow talking about Kalani Sitake's comments from his Monday press conference ahead of the game against McNeese State this Saturday. Uh, This is, in essence, a bye week, but BYU can't afford to take their eye off the prize. McNeese State's a pretty good FCS program. This is not a Savannah State or a Wagner of past years. McNeese State is an FCS playoff contender, so BYU will have their work cut out for them more so than most FCS matchups but they'll be ready for it. I'm sure Kalani Satake will have his guys ready to go. We'll recap that all for you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Cougars for September 17th, 2018. Have a great day.